Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Padres. Hi. <laughs> I'm Eddie Bergovitz. That was Trevor Messenger. He's back. Welcome back, everyone. The lockout definitely had us in a bit of a hiatus. And I mean, not only mentally, but <laughs> physically as well, you could say. We weren't getting together to record episodes, but we are back now. Spring yeah, there was just like, yeah. like, there was just nothing to talk about. Right. Just nothing but speculation. It's like, well, now we have actual things to talk about. The rumors were going crazy. Nuts. And pretty much the hatred for Rob Manford was the only thing that was steady. <laughs> it was, yeah. And and credit where credit's due. He did he did play a part in, in bringing the two sides together. I just, I, there was never a single moment where I sided with the owners. Right. Even when they started to concede a lot of things, I was still like... You guys, like your your world is so much different than the so players' different. world. You like when the, when the Braves' revenue came out that they yeah. made like a hundred and no no I think it was like five hundred million dollars last year in profit. I was like, oh, that, that's an easy side with the players. What like, I'm confused about is the salary floor because what in the world are the Reds doing? They're sitting at like a forty million dollar payroll. Dude, what are the A's doing? The A's are the a A's, joke. The A's just sold off everyone. I mean, they have Sean Mania, and I think that's who's it. gonna get traded. He's gonna get traded. Yeah, for 100%. sure. Probably to the Yankees. Well, okay, so let's let's talk about the Padres specifically here because obviously you know like like you said the rumors were crazy and we finally have a sort of solidified roster. More or less. More or less. I, I think there's gonna be some. Uh, some some decisions made come at the end of spring training for Melvin and his staff. Definitely. And I think the biggest concern, not only for us, but for Padres Twitter, is is the left field position. The corner outfield position in general. I think left field specifically. Because, because Pro Myers is in right field. And right now it's Profar. And I just don't see Profar playing 150 games at left field. He can't. And, and, and having us succeed and make the playoffs. And if it's I just, see Nomar Mazzara out there for more than 40 games, I'm going to be upset. That's so, upsetting. <laughs> See, I, we have a two hundred million dollar payroll, Trevor, and I understand that's being right. wasted no, on Eric Cosmer. It is; it's being wasted on Eric Cosmer, and it's partially on Will Myers. But I, I'm going to be honest; I don't. I in the last episode we recorded, I just I took a giant crap on Jorge Alfaro, but then he you came, saw him mash one I, home run, I, and now your tune has changed. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's another thing: we have four catchers on the roster, and. In my that's, view, see, yeah, that's a little bit where I'm going with that. In my view, I, I don't know if you heard the latest rumor though, which is that probably oh, Wilson is now Contreras going after Wilson Contreras. What in the absolute world? What? I think I think that's a I think that's a kick the tires move. I, I don't mean, I don't think it really has legs. Listen, I would love to have Contreras. I think he's great. I, I would too, but also I don't see him as that big of an upgrade over Campisano and Nola. I think I think letting your young guy develop and and putting your eggs into his basket rather than bringing in a veteran that's a one-year rental who he only hit 240. Right. Like, he's got some pop, yeah, but... He's also great defensively. We also have four catchers, and Nola is also great defensively. He's pretty good. I don't know, man. And especially with the DH position, I think Campusano getting some some looks in the DH. The DH being added to the National League is huge. goodness. Huge. However, everyone's did, done watching pitchers hit, and I'm thanking, yeah. thanking the the Major League Baseball and the and PA for quick shout out together. Daniel Slamarena. Anyway, Daniel Slamarena, dude, the last Padre, last of his kind, last Padre pitcher to hit a home run. 
Definitely. Nice. Plus, that's we round cool. up position players in the 19 inning game. See, that's the thing that, that that will happen. Right. Like if someone was bringing up like Madison Bumgarner and Shohei Otani, I'm like, those guys will still hit. Yeah. They'll get pinch hitting opportunities totally. when you're in a bind. Like, and Shohei's gonna hit. Shohei's no gonna hit. What? I mean, he's won MVP last year for mostly for his hitting. So let's talk about that because so we had the DH position open up like you just mentioned, and that obviously left a, a hole in our roster, and it seems like we. Filled went, it. Went and filled that void. We did. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, have a good week, everyone. I'll see you later. Come on. <laughs> no, that was Come good. On. That was a. Ri- that was uh, good. Damn. Yeah. Did you plan that like I 10 did. minutes ago? I actually did. I was just like, oh, uh, oh, I didn't realize this was That was good. Thanks. That was a great pun. So we got Luke Voigt, which I think is a great addition. Yeah. It was rumored for a bit. We gave up Justin Lang, who's that 20-year-old flamethrower. Oh, that's the guy we gave up. First oh, round from pick. the one that we took from Seattle for Frazier. No, that's Kerr. Oh, that's, that's who okay. actually threw in the minors the other day. He throws gas too, but no, Lang was our first round pick in 2020, and he's been clocked at throwing 103. Yikes! And we yeah. Just... Well, he has a lot of issues with command, and he's prospect for for a solid DH option is. I'm taking that way thousand. more. Like I said, I, I, I don't trade any of the top four. Lang is years away from right, being ready, they right, were saying. And right. I think his ERA was like 5.3 or something or 4.7. Speed really is high. not everything. It exactly. is not everything. You need control. You need a bunch you of stuff. You do need control. So that being said, we got Luke Voigt, which I think is a tremendous addition. Right-handed power bat. Yeah. Can just absolutely slugs, which as we know, this lineup is missing pop, especially with Tatis out now. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Our home run total last year was weak, and a majority of that was – our, Almost all of it was one of our and good, One of our good friends, Eric Hosmer, who Get out contributed. Here, Get out <laughs> contributed here. Make a pick, time. dude. You're making C.J. Abrams look bad in spring training there, Chief. Oh, C.J. Abrams. Good Lord. What an exciting future. Though, There's so many. Abrams. God, we have so many things to talk about. One more thing on Luke Voigt. I think a change of scenery will help him. He mashed in the in the 2020 the short season. season he, he led the league in home runs. He hit 22 home runs in 60 games. That's fantastic. An incredible pace. Uh, I think he was a little bit hit by inju- the injury bug last year, and I I think a change of pace, some some thinner air, and in, in uh, San Diego with the with the heat out here, will, might help a little bit. The ballpark is a little less friendly. It is, but my field's not too. Too bad, you know. I mean, left center is brutal. Left center is pretty brutal. Right. But I mean, let's let's hit some doubles. That's yeah, let's totally. Hit some we just need someone with a power bat, yeah. and we got one. But give and me it, give me twenty bombs and twenty doubles. He's gonna. He That's what him, I want. He better hit more than and 20 hit two fifty, and I'm cool with that. One of the best things I like about this addition too is I think if Campusano starts to really look good at the plate, Luke Voigt can take some reps at first base. Yeah. And see a Hosmer. See ya. However, I think I think there may be a world where he gets traded at the deadline. I, okay. I think there's a world where that happens because it, you know, that that's half the money gone. You can you can tell the team that takes him, hey, we'll eat the rest of this year. Just take the rest of the contract and just give us a low level prospect. Just right. get rid of him so that it opens the door for someone else to come in. That's true. Let's see what happens. Definitely, definitely going to be an interesting development here. And and I, again, I don't want this roster to be finalized. Yet, because our our technically our corner outfield depth is just disgusting. I it doesn't we, exist. I think we have four outfielders on the entire roster. I think what's happening is Grisham is the starting center field. This is obvious. Grisham and Myers are both the starting the starting center and right fielder. And then you've got I, Profar looks like he's the starting left fielder right now. Totally. With Jorge Alfaro the the fill in, but we don't have a late we don't have a late inning defensive replacement. 
we have zero outfield depth. None. And that's what I'm saying. So some of the names being floated out there are Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, Michael Conforto. Conforto, I think, is going to be a higher price because his ceiling is a lot higher. Yeah. So one of the arguments I've actually been hearing recently is Tyler Naquin, who just signed his arbitration deal with the Reds at $4 million. That's affordable. Super That's affordable. Very, very affordable. Super affordable. And we can. How we can many make years that is happen. that? Two or three? Good question. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's three. It's usually. It's two or three for arbitration. Well, I'll take a look. But depending regardless, on depending on which year of eligibility he was in. Right. Regardless, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That would be solid. I yeah, know, I could get in. I could get down with that. One of the talking points was obviously Jorge Soler, which I think we dodged a bullet on. Thirty-six that million for Jorge Soler, and he made that money on the World Series. Right. That's where he made that money. And Trevor and I talked about this briefly over text, uh, either today or the other day, but. Just the fact that all these free agents are getting, they're getting overpaid. They're They're getting Eric Hosmer to death. Yeah, they are. And I understand the frustration from Padres fans and Padres Twitter about Preller's not reaching into his pocket. But like Castellanos, for example, five years, 100 mil. That's so much money for Castellanos. And that's a lot of years. That's so much money How old is he? He's like 30, 32? I think he's 31 or 32. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want to be paying this guy twenty mil, which was a problem with Myers' contract. Totally, Myers' contract was backloaded. Totally, and and Myers needs to show up this year. That's for sure. I think he might. I think I, mean, I used. I read this book one time called Baseball by the Numbers, and it's contract it's, years. It's right? a yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Players perform better in contract years, and it is statistically by sabermetrics proven that they do. Right. No, normally, obviously, there's exceptions to all rules, but. It, it it showed statistically beyond the shadow of a doubt to me that they do indeed perform better in contract years. Well, we'll take it. And this will be his. This should be his last chance at a contract. At a relatively Everything else, contract. he'll be signing for league minimum or whatever. Yeah, he'll make. I think if he has the same year as he's been having this year, he'll make like four, four, five million. If that, yeah, yeah, yeah he will he's not like, sign for much. He's relatively versatile. He's athletic. He can play the DH if you need him to do yeah. that too. I think you play first if he's forced to in an, in an organization, yeah. which we've talked about as I well. I think so, too. The problem is is that we're missing, like we just said, we're missing depth. We are missing a tremendous so we amount need, of depth. You're absolutely We need right. outfielders. Yeah. We just need outfielders. Yeah. And I, as much as I would like, okay, Jorge Alfaro, like, does he even play left field well? I, don't, I doubt it. I doubt it. The dude's a catcher. Yeah. So I, he's, pro- he's probably got not the greatest legs. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. And the other thing I think we could do – which I also wanted to get into this in a couple minutes. I was talking about Camposano and his defense, but I don't understand why Nola couldn't play first base. He could. Most catchers can. He played second base for us last year at one he point. He did. I he mean, can do it. But why, why, why would you want that? I'm just trying to get rid of Hosmer. Oh, yeah, okay. Keep Crowan at second base where he's at his best. Well, at, the, at full strength, I, I still think that – Cronenworth at first is our best option. But that's the thing. His best position is second base if we can get a legit first baseman because he provides way more value at second base. He's such a good fielder. Yeah, and then I guess that just slots Luke Voigt as the everyday DH. Exactly. With the, a couple people getting some getting some looks here and there. The goal here, if the thing is it's different if C.J. Abrams is a full-time major leaguer, which we don't know what the situation is going to be with him. But if C.J. Abrams is not up on the major league roster for opening day or whatever the case may be, the I think... The ideal situation is to have Cronenworth play second base and yeah. to have a legitimate first baseman. The dream, obviously, would have been like Matt Olson, someone like that. Matt who, Olson got a lot of money too. Honestly, 
not that much in my opinion. I think I think Matt Olson would have been a lot more worth it than Freddie Freeman. Oh yeah, which the Braves made a great move. It yeah, they made a fantastic for, move. It sucks for Freddie. They but, did give up a lot. But Matt Olson is twenty seven. They did have. You, for, did you see what they gave up? For him? They, they gave basically up. gave up the equivalent of Abrams and Hassel. The whole farm. Yeah, really. they gave up the whole farm. Which. Yeah, I'm it sucks, good. but they're ready to win now. Those they guys. are. I mean, they, they did win, win now. <laughs> they, did, they, they just did won, win. and they're obviously going to continue to And now they're going to get Acuna back for a whole season, yeah. so like, it, yeah. they're scary. Yeah, the Braves, the Braves are, are a great team this year Yeah, on did, paper. They did a good job. Now, that being said, Austin Meadows signed for an arbitration deal as well at $4 million. So Very affordable. Pretty affordable. Okay, one more thing on Abrams. I'm moving forward as if he is as if he has a roster spot to lose. He's played every game of, of spring training thus far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like they are saying, this is your spot unless you lose it. Right. And, you know, so far, Kid is special. hitting 500 with a couple of bombs. Kid's special. Yeah. Stolen base attempt that could have gone either I way. I think he was safe. but that's, I didn't see it, actually, but I, I read about it a little bit. It, sound, it sounded like it could have gone either way, but yeah. who cares? It's spring who training. Who cares, right, exactly. Kid's got wheels. Yeah, he's so Kid's fast. got wheels. And he hits to all fields. He's got range at short. He's got he's range got at second. He's got a beautiful swing. His it's, swing it's, is fantastic. It's almost yeah. Ken Griffey-esque. Yeah. And I, it's man, very smooth and very level. It's so nice. Yeah. It, that it, kid's, a, got, kid's got a bright future. I was also hearing him in an interview, and he's very poised. Very straightforward when he speaks. Right. Like, he, he's very assured of himself. I am. Which I thought was pretty cool. thrilled about C.J. Abrams. Long-term outlook with, you know... Tatis and Abrams and Cronenworth, our infield is amazing. Machado, Tatis, Cronenworth, or, or Abrams, Cronenworth is a stacked infield. Unreal. With with Hassan Kim as a late-inning defensive replacement. Perfect. I mean, that's a fantastic infield. It's that's a, so that's, good. That is, that's, as, that's as good as it gets in the league, totally. to be honest. It really is. I would argue it's, that would be the best infield it, in it baseball. Would, it, would be our, it would 100% be in the top 10, top 5. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, they, these are... We're, we're biased, and there's right. There's and you could argue the Dodgers. The Dodgers you can't. You can't just say too. this is the best one. Like there's so many. I mean, we've different factors. Three but yes, this is that's three all stars and and a, and a, a massive prospect. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, my question is now. This is the other thing too. We're talking about we're talking about left field a lot. Do you move him to the outfield? I I, I don't I don't like doing that. Obviously, we saw what it did with Tatis last year. It did not help. But we need speed in the outfield. We got Kim with a great glove. Cronenworth with a great glove. Machado with a great glove. And Hosmer with a terrible one. You know? Uh, we, need, we, need, we need a left fielder. We do. And, I mean, if you, if you think about it would be Abrams, Grisham, Myers, left to right. Machado, Kim, Cronenworth, flip those either way, doesn't matter. Hobbs, Hosmer, Campisano, Nola, and then our pitching rotation. I, I, I'm okay with that for the first month until you figure something out. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I can live with that. Profar as the, as the, uh, uh, you know, pinch hitter, platoon. depth guy, platoon guy. Yeah, I, I can live with that. But it is, it is a, a lot to ask to move a, a shortstop, second baseman. Middle infield phenom so to the like outfield. 21. Who's twenty one? It's 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 a lot on their mentality. Yeah, and I, that's why I don't think we should. And even Bob Melvin said because they asked him about it, and he, he was did. like, "I wouldn't want to make this kid uncomfortable." I don't either. Yeah, 
why mess with his psyche? He's he's playing so well. He's super confident. He clearly mm-hmm. feels comfortable at second base. So why go through all like that? Cronenworth going to go to the outfield, sticking Kim at second base or sticking Kim at shortstop. Yeah, he does have a fantastic arm. He's got a great glove. He's got a great arm. Kim could just he's play a second. smart, very very cerebral player. He's he's our age, so he's you know he's he's mentally developed. He can handle that kind of change. Cronenworth is. I have nothing but great things Cor- to say Cron about him. the best. I mean, the dude's a. Just that, a that was not the Tommy Pham trade, and I'm convinced that AJ Preller knew that. <laughs> Fine, we'll take Tommy Pham. Just give, give, give us that. Cronenworth. He's a he's a consummate pro. He really and just is. Is good at everything he does. He's just good at baseball. Yeah. Like don't care what I don't care what I ask of him. Strikes out Mookie Betts. Plays Gold Glove second base and shortstop caliber defense. Yeah. Hits for average, hits for a little bit of power, mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna hit for more power this year. I would love to, if he hits twenty five home runs. I, that's a fantastic season. I think he's, there's a definite. He, you know who he does. reminds me a lot of? Chase Utley. Oh wow! Yeah, prime Chase Utley. Yeah, Chase Utley was amazing. A lot of he's got he's got power. He's very like you said, very professional. Knows exactly what is asked of him at the position. Above average defensively, and hits for decent average. Yeah. That was that was Chase Utley. He hit what like two eighty last year, two seventy five. Yeah, he hit two seventy five. I think. The kid's good. Man. He's great. The kid's just. And good. let's see what happens with Michael Bedard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. And just Bob Melvin. Golly. Bob Melvin is an instant culture change. In this, I can't in get enough of these videos and these interviews. I've watched every single one of them. And every I, single one I, of them. I'm just ready to run through a brick wall for this. I, I'm absolutely ready to. Like. Everything I he says. I want him to be the best man in my wedding, dude. <laughs> I this this man is. I want him to be my grandpa. I want him to be my dad at the same time. Yeah, best friend. Just yeah, best yeah, friend. Yeah. you know everything. Yeah, counselor. I want to have a cigar with him yeah. on, on Saturday afternoon. I would call that guy with any question. Yeah, I don't care what it is. I yeah. ask him about taxes. He'd probably give me the right answer. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah, he just gets it, and I can't get enough of these. I can't get enough of these interviews, and obviously he tweeted about it quite a few times from the account. It seems like Padre fans agree. They do. Just the. The change in the dynamic of the clubhouse is just, it's oodles Palpable. different. It's, it's, Did you it's say oodles? oodles. <laughs> <laughs> it's oodles different. Yeah, like a vast improvement. And I, it is. It, it like, somebody who can handle the media, handle questions. Again, and, the, we, we've, we've, you know, we, you and I, and Padres fans have talked all offseason and all during the lockout about free agent signings and trades that we might want to see, but. We made our overhaul. It was the coaching staff. Everything. The art organization truly believes that all of our answers are going to come with, come from within, aside from a couple of stopgap pieces here and there. Tatis being injured is something you can't foresee. Right. Uh, I mean, you kind of can at this point because he's he is injury prone. And and uh, I read something about the fact that the fact that they were locked out, it doesn't affect the language in his contract that. Def- Prevents him from can't ride riding motorcycles, motorcycles and, and engaging in dangerous activity. Because that is written into the contract. Kid is reckless, and I think... I get it, man. I was too. I am still to this day. I love going and doing crazy stuff like that. I love going on dangerous hikes and, and, and doing stuff like that and going diving off cliffs into a, into a little waterfall. You make $340 million. You're the face of a you franchise. You're, you're the face of a sport. You have a responsibility. And speaking of the devil, Bob Melvin, I think, also addressed that best when he said, listen, kid's young. Yeah. He wants to have some fun, I guess. But I think these days are over. And 
I blame the lockout more than I blame Tatis. Right. He got hurt months ago. Yeah. Months ago. He would be ready for – he'd be miss a month. Right. If he was able to talk to team doctors, and I put that all on the owners. I put that 100% on the owners who were doing nothing but being greedy. So, no question. However – Yeah, we don't even need to spend time on that. It's however, just a given. I think – right. I think – because there's, there's obviously a ton of rumors going around. I'm not sure we're ever going to get a definite answer of whether it happened through a motorcycle accident, whatever the case may be. Right. And if he was actually able to see doctors, because apparently he could have just gone and checked this, gotten this He could have looked at him himself. Right. But apparently he was thinking, oh, it's not that big deal. I'm not feeling that much discomfort. Then he gets there. And oh, by the way, your wrist is fractured. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of gray area here. A lot of, it's sort of a foggy situation, which I don't think we're going to get clarity on. And we just have to move through it and hope that Tatis learns from this. Doesn't go back to this type of lifestyle in the offseason. And right now, we just need the Padres to perform well while he's out. And part of that is the roster construction. Part of that is Preller's decision-making. Now, I'm with you when I ta- when you just mentioned how the overhaul happened with the coaching staff. It and did. I think the biggest offseason acquisition is Bob freaking Melvin. Bob Melvin and Ruben Niebla. Ruben Niebla. Dude, I was listening. I was watching the, the spring training game yesterday, and I, I – uh, they did an interview with Ruben Niebla. Yeah. And I was listening to him, and I was like, dude, this guy could lull me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> this guy could lull me to like, Like, his voice is so calm. So and calm. so soothing. And it's one of those voices where you listen to every single word that comes out of his mouth, and Bob Melvin's the exact same way. Exactly. It's, it's a complete di- – like, we were making fun of Jace Tingler last year. Yeah. We, and, we, and Rothschild. We, yeah. Yeah. God. We battled. We battled. <laughs> like, we just, we were mock, we were openly mocking these two. And these guys were, were talking about their, their uh, composure and the way they speak to the media and the way they speak to their players. It's, and the team's going to respond. Yeah. And it's so different. And by the way, it was so cool to hear that Preller just asked Clevenger, like, hey, man, what, what's going on in Cleveland? Like, how are you guys doing this? Why is everyone so good at pitching mm-hmm. there? And he was like, yo, go out and get this guy. Rudy. Go get this guy. And it's the first thing probably did pre-Melvin even. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was like, he's clearly tired of our pitching situation. And I, I, I was too. Because Joe Musgrove was the only guy who really performed. He was the only one. And now coming back this season with a rotation that consists of, you know, Snell, Darvish, I think, I think the order, Musgrove, Clevenger. What do you think the order goes? Yeah. I personally, I, it doesn't really make sense, but I wish you could give the opening day ball to Joe Musgrove because I think he earned it. He did based on last year. But I think, I think it goes Snell, Darvish, Clevenger, Musgrove. Wow, fourth starter. It's 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 it, you can't really explain it because he was so good last year. So good. He he, he was our best pitcher. He was our best pitcher. He Third was our most consistent good pitcher. Yeah. Like, like Blake's highs were a lot. Blake Snell was Musgrove's, had a lot of highs, but and, 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 actually, were they? I mean, Joe Musgrove threw no hitter. He threw no hitter. <laughs> he, threw, he threw no hitter. I watched the highlights of that but the other day. So great. Blake Snell was like shutting down the Dodgers. Yeah, and he stuff, was. And like he was. He's just a he's a big game. If it was guy. me, and this is again very weird, I would go Snell, Clevenger, Musgrove, Darvish. I think Darvish weird. has slid a lot. He has, and he's thirty six. Yeah. I, he, I'll tell you this. He looked really strong yesterday. Yeah. Against the Rockies. Right. Who are and it's spring garbage. Training. And it's spring training. But he did. He struck out five in a row. He yeah. struck out six out of seven. I think it looked like it was beneath him. It, a it was bit. nuts. And he was. And like, he was locating his slider like it was nothing. It was. Yeah. It was really impressive to watch. Right. Good. Uh, however, I, we haven't we haven't seen Snell pitch yet. Oh my 
love it. Yeah, me too, I man. Just, I would love that dude's a San Diego through and through. I would, yeah, he totally is. Yeah, he totally is. I would love to see him put up Cy Young numbers this year. I he's just, a beast. We know he's that. So good. When he's healthy. He's a freaking beast. And now he's they're combining with his his Yoda and Ruben Diego. Exactly. It's like. You know, the sky's the limit. It is. Now, this fifth, it should be. This fifth starter situation, I believe it's going to be Nick Martinez. We just to start him. the year for sure. We're talking about a guy we just paid 25 mil to. He was amazing overseas. Yeah, he was fantastic in Japan. Yeah. One, so, one, a sub-2 ERA in Japan. Unreal. He pitched for the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Did really well there, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's going to be our fifth starter to start. Weathers, I think, is out. I think Weathers is, at best, a one-inning reliever. Like, I think... I mentioned this to you as well. I think he's a trade piece now. I think so too. I think you need to wait till he has a couple of games pitched where he does pretty well, mm-hmm. boost that value, yeah. get him out of town. Include him in a package. Maybe because include him with Hosmer. Maybe he earns enough value to be included with Hosmer. Which is hard know. to hard to swallow because last year we talked we had an episode where we talked very much about Ryan Weathers and how we don't want to get rid of him mm-hmm. because he's a left-handed pitcher with a fantastic pickoff move who pitches really well against yeah. the Dodgers. But looking at some advanced stats and spin rate and things like that, he's he's pretty much subpar. He is. And maybe Niebla can can boost that a little bit. But I think if you can package him to get – we need offense. I think our bullpen and pitching is good. Because think about this. You know who else is going to the bullpen? Lamette and Paddock. Lamette and Paddock. Both of them are going to the bullpen. Right. But where they're going to be able to go full to. Yo, Paddock throws 97 out of the bullpen. Easily. Paddock throws 97, 98 out of the bullpen. Easily. He, he throws 94, 94 to 96 as a starter. He's going to throw 97, 98 out of the bullpen. And now, he's got. And he's. He's. he's Got the same two pitches as Trevor Hoffman. I almost said he's Trevor Hoffman. You love He's got the same two pitches as Trevor Hoffman. Fastball changeup. And we saw his rookie year how much that confused hitters. That changeup is filthy. If this is your first time joining us, Trevor loves talking about the comparison between Chris Paddock and Trevor Hoffman. It's there. It's there. The same two pitches, bully on the mound. Yeah. Like, and just couldn't couldn't make it as a starter. Hoffman's changeup is... It's filthy. It was filthy. Maybe in history. But so is Paddock's. Paddock's is good. And I think that as a one-inning guy where he can really, really – like just like Pomerantz. Pomerantz yeah. did the same thing. As a starter, he was okay. Yeah. He had a four ERA. Paddock's the same way. Upper threes, low fours. Moves to the bullpen. Immediately adds two, three miles an hour on his fastball. Cuts down, cuts off a pitch that he doesn't usually use that much. He's got a one-point-something ERA right. out of the bullpen, Pomerantz. I think Paddock's going to do the same thing this year. Lamette, I don't really, I don't really know what to expect at this point. Right. But that's two out of what seven. I think Lamette or Paddock should be the closer. But let's talk about yeah. I think I think Lamette should be the closer. I think I Lamette should get the that. first opportunity to be the closer. I was going to ask about that. However, we just talked about these other two guys and not having weathers in the bullpen. What about the lack of left-handed arms? Pomerantz can't stay healthy to save his. Pomerantz life. can't stay healthy. We He's not going to start the year. We have Tim Hill. I think Weathers starts in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, and that's it? We have two left handers? I can't even think of another one. If Kerr gets called up, great. I think you bring Gore in and have him long relief. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing him up, depending on how he does this spring. He's I, he's just too. Yeah, like you good. said, though, we need lefties. We need lefties. And, and, and that, a lot of times that happens where they bring someone up. Put right. him in the bullpen first, and then move him to starter. So let's talk about this closer situation because that's also up in the air as well as our corner outfield situation. So right, right. so this will be the first year in a while we're having a like 
Or we have a question mark at closer. Right. We have Yates, Kimbrell, Melanson. Those are our last three. So let's talk about that. So I know we just both said that we know we want Lamette there. I believe Lamette would be the best closer. Throws so hard. That slider's disgusting. He's never done that before. He's never had to close games. What's the what's the outlook on that? Because you need to have a certain mentality to be a closer. Yeah. Come in in a squeeze. Which is, again, why I think Paddock is the better candidate. Really? But Lamette is the better pitcher. Lamette has better stuff. Yeah, he does. Paddock is the better candidate because of how he, how his mentality and the way the way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. But I think Lamette should get first crack at it because his slider is disgusting. It's unhittable. It is it's better than Paddock's changeup. Easily. And his fastball is faster. It's got life. I think it's Lamette's job to lose. Mm. If Emilio Pagan even looks at the ninth inning, I'm throwing a chair at him. Did you hear what's happening, though? No. Please don't break my heart. You're going to do it. No, I won't break your heart. I, I think it could be good news. We'll see. But basically, Pagan pitched great yesterday. Fantastic. And they were talking about, I think he had an interview with Scan, and basically said that with the help of Niebel, he's added a splitter. Oh, that's what I like to hear. He's added a splitter to his repertoire. Oh, that's nice. He looked pretty good. And he added the splitter, and he said, you know, he got some help from Kirby Yates back in the day with the splitter. And so I truly think that our coaching staff last year was a disaster. It was. We knew it, it was. It was a disaster. We knew it was. And that's why I think that all everyone calling for free agents and trades, I'm like, wait. Let this coaching staff dig their nails into this roster. Totally. And see what they can do. So, okay, so we have Weathers, Hill, Paddock, Lamette, Pagan, and who? Stammen. Stammen. And I think we carry eight pitchers. Also, we're going to have a 28-man roster. Right. More than likely. Right. To start the year. I, I think Gore is in there. I definitely if, – I think if, if we Gore have a – If Gore cracks the opening day club, I'd be impressed. If we have a 28-man roster, I think, he, I think he does. If he continues to pitch well in spring. If he has a good spring, I think he cracks the opening day roster. And Abrams, too. Abrams is having a great spring already. So – And, again, it's his to lose. Right. I, I think, I think if, the, if the rosters are expanded – I think both of those guys cracked the opening day. And I think we take a flyer on on one of our one of our prospect relievers. Yeah, that's probably fair. I don't know how close Kerr is. I'd how, love how, to see you, Kerr. How, how close Kerr. is he? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know what, I what he level he pitched like at. I said, but I don't know where I don't know what level he pitched at I last was, year. I think he was triple A, maybe double A. Let's do a little oh, I gotta finish today's wordle. A little <laughs> <laughs> a little digging on Kerr. So the last thing I just sort of wanted to address is Camposano. There was a lot of concern. Camposano had a tough day behind the dish. With the gear on? Obviously. Yeah, he was... I don't like saying this usually, but he was pretty bad defensively. Now, again, I don't know. Obviously, anything can happen on a one-day basis. Mm-hmm. Nerves, you know, get in your head, that's fine. But he looked truly bad, like to a point where there was a pop-up in foul territory, and it was his. He looked at it. He was under it, through the mask, and I'm like, okay, it's his ball. And then they, everyone just watched it land, and it was really weird. Oof. And then he had a pass ball that was like very catchable, hit his glove. Oh no. And I, it was bad. And then you know, 
the pop-up, he missed the pop-up. The next pitch was a home run. So it was costly oh, as well. Bummer. So, I, again, I don't know. We, we have Cervelli, right, who's, who's – Cervelli's our – yeah, yeah, yeah. Who should help a lot. Now, again, I am on the train of not selling Oh, keep him, keep him 100%. The dude can hit, and we've never, we haven't had a hitting catcher – and it feels like centuries. I'm almost wondering if if we ever if we ever get a defense first catcher that's like a solid hitter, if you just throw catching away for Campisano and just make him a DH. Yeah, I mean, you know, could be, but Nolan Alfaro as as the primary one two, and then what Campisano. Is what is Caratini doing on this? What roster? is he doing on this team? Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even. I haven't even acknowledged him. We may carry three catchers. That's so terrible. Right now we're sitting at four. I know. I don't but, see a world where four of them are not going to be playing catcher. Alfaro is not going to play catcher if he makes this team. Right. He's going to be playing left field. Again, like I said, I'm not ready to sell Camposano because we haven't had a hitting a hitting first catcher. We've had a ton of defensive catchers, and that's never worked out for us. Never. Hedges. Caratini's a great example yeah, too. Yeah, Caratini's Caratini very much played a majority of the season. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm just like, I we need offense. Yeah, we need offense. And Camposano can hit. Yeah. He hits with power, mm-hmm. and to have that as a luxury at the catcher position is huge. I think you coach him up. I definitely think you coach him up with Cervelli. I definitely think you coach him up with the infield coach. Right. See what you can make of him. Right. As a as a defense in in the defensive aspect, and uh, just keep let him keep mashing. Totally. But so, yeah, I agree with you. I we we do need offensive output at the catcher position. We've never had it. Totally. We haven't had it in the last since Benito Santiago. Right. Like it, it's since the nineties. God, I wish we had Salvador Perez. Oh. So we'll we'll see what happens with Camposano. Again, I The am, Royals gotta be sellers this year, huh? You would think. Sell enough to get Hosmer? Take him back. Take him back. Yeah. Take him back. <laughs> we'll see because again, you know, seeing Camposano, a lot of people were freaking out, trade this guy, he's got no defense. I've never. So we heard from a rival executive that they wanted him. Yeah. By the way, that rival executive is from the Giants, who told us straight up to our faces that they were dying to get Camposano. They were they were begging for him. Yeah, and he was basically saying like he's coveted over there in San Francisco, which should tell you boatloads. Should tell you a lot. They have the best one of the best front offices in the game. They sure do. You know, we'll see what happens with Camposano. Again, I want to keep him. Defense can be developed. Offense is tougher to to get in this day and age, and I want people who can hit, and Camposano can hit. Yeah. So that's my stance. We need we need offense from the catcher position. I just I'm I'm now wondering who's gonna who's gonna round out the bullpen and where we're gonna get our fifth outfielder. We need corner outfielders. I just we need a fifth outfielder. We don't have. Are one. you including Alfaro in this list of four outfielders? I don't understand I guess, who the fourth yeah. outfielder is. I guess, yeah. Because right now, Profar is like a staple, which yeah. is so concerning. That's very deeply concerning. We'll see what happens. That was Trevor Messenger. See ya. I'm Eneve Berkovitz. We are the Padres, P-O-D, at the Padres on Twitter. At Trevor Mess 22 God, I'm, I forgot my own Twitter name. <laughs> I'm at Yonki, Y-A-U-N-K-I. Follow us on Twitter, at the Padres. A lot of good content coming out. Love to have some guest stars coming up on, the, on this season. Look forward to, to seeing how the rest of spring training unfolds, but we should be back in about a week.